deadline, August 24th, 2015. Well, g'day folks and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 365. Steve Isher flying solo this week. Grant is uh, unavailable this week, unfortunately. He's once again not too well. You know, I think Grant's just getting really, really old. That's what his problem is. And of course, I can get away with saying that because he's not here. So let's have a little bit of a talk about a few things. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it last week either uh, due to some technical problems. And that's got a lot to do with the number 10. Well, Windows 10, in fact. Folks, if you can't upgrade to Windows 10, don't do it on any of your important computers. I learned that to my detriment last week. Anyway, let's uh, talk about some uh, the big news this week in Australian aviation, of course, uh, and that is uh, Qantas have returned to profitability. You may recall that we reported about 12 months ago that uh, they, in fact, recorded a multi-billion dollar loss. Uh, in fact, uh, according to this article here in australianaviation.com.au, that loss last year was, in fact, just in excess of $2.8 billion Australian dollars. Well, this year, after tax, they've returned to profit, would you believe? Believe of $557 million. So that's a huge turnaround over a course of 12 months. And of course, that's largely come about at the expense of 5,000 jobs within the airline. Uh, that's something that we've talked about extensively over this uh, last year or so. Now, Alan Joyce, the uh, famous or infamous uh, CEO, depending on uh, which way you want to look at it, of Qantas, was recently on uh, the Money News Show on 2GB in Sydney talking to Ross Greenwood. And I'll just play an edited clip of uh, what he had to say about uh, some of the reasons he thinks this turnaround has come about and not the least of which of course is that uh, the Australian dollar has dropped as has of course the oil price which would be a huge factor I would think in any airline but particularly one that works outside of the US. Let's have a listen. We believe fundamentally that this is an amazing company, an amazing brand, we're amazing employees and that the implementation of this transformation program would get the company back on track and to sustainable returns in the future and our shareholders backed us, the board backed us um, and you know I think it's been a phenomenal effort by all the people of Qantas and the results today were great news for our customers. New aircraft coming in the 787s, our customer ratings are record high. Good news for our shareholders have been very patient. We're over $500 million returned to them today. But great news for our employees because this secures Qantas for the future. We're still um, halfway through the transformation program. We still deliver a lot more to make this sustainable for the future. But we're making great progress and I'm so happy for all of our stakeholders, our customers, our employees and our shareholders. Okay, the other thing also is the transformation program itself. As I mentioned, $2 billion a year is what the company planned. But in these results, there's only $894 million, if you like, almost halfway through those transformation benefits. That implies to me that there's even more to come. And whenever I look out at the fuel prices, $600 million worth of savings over the course of the past year. But since even the end of the financial year, the oil price has continued to fall to six-year lows. There's potentially even more savings to come in fuel in the future for Qantas as well. Is that a reasonable analysis? It is. I mean, we have, we obviously on the positive side, we do have fuel prices if they stay where they are giving us a big benefit. I should say not all airlines are benefiting from the lower fuel price. It depends on the decision you've made with hedging, um, essentially how you've done protection for fuel. And a lot of airlines are not participating. Qantas did a very good job. Its management did a very good job in the Treasury Department of hedging a 
appropriately and it is participating in this. Um, in fact, you know, every airline should be benefiting from that at the moment. And we, we said in the results, this is the first time with the $975 million, first time in our history that Qantas um, outperformed Singapore Airlines, Virgin, Air New Zealand and Etihad put together in terms of profitability. Our profitability is greater than all of them put together. So fuel is not the big driver here. It is the transformation. Just a dumb question. Left the field. That's 787, the 9 Series. It's a very modern aircraft, very fuel efficient. If you configured that the right way with maybe a smaller number of business class passengers, any chance you could fly that from the east coast of Australia all the way to New York nonstop? No, just doesn't quite get there. But there is an aircraft coming, the 777-8X, that Boeing are in the process of, of designing and building, uh, will, which will be ready in 2021. And our engineers are working with them. And that aircraft has the ability to potentially to do New York, Sydney. And that audio, of course, comes from Sydney radio station 2GB, the Money News Show. You can find that at moneynews.com.au. And, of course, Alan Joyce was asked towards the end of that interview uh, whether or not he'd be hanging around. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been calling for his heads, not the least of which I guess would have been granted myself over the years. But uh, he's uh, reassured everybody there that uh, as long as everyone's happy with him at the Qantas board, then he's uh, around for the long term. Uh, interesting, of course, too, that they're uh, going to be ordering the 787-9. They have had those on the order books for a while. They have a of course, uh, put those orders back a little bit, uh, particularly when things weren't going so well profit-wise. Uh, interesting to see now that they're going to be, in fact, taking on 787 deliveries. They'll be coming on stream in the next couple of years. Those aircraft will be coming in and uh, gradually replacing several more Qantas 747s. A lot of their 747s now are getting quite old. Many of them have been retired, as we reported this year, and there's uh, quite a few more that are on the chopping block over the next couple of years. It will be interesting. Uh, of course, the uh, 787-9's got a much longer range. They're talking about an aircraft that can fly Sydney to Dallas quite easily and there's even a bit of a talk around that they may even look at doing something like Perth which is way over on the west coast of Australia direct to London. Now that's a heck of a long flight. I don't know that I'd want to be sitting on any plane no matter how good the air quality is inside it. Of course at the moment Qantas flights heading up that way will stop over in Dubai. Uh, that would be quite interesting actually if they could uh, bypass that. That would save several hours on that very very long trip. Now, one of the uh, subjects I wanted to raise last week, unfortunately, we had the technical glitch and we couldn't uh, put our segment to air. But of course, Australia's Matt Hall came a very valiant second in the uh, recent Red Bull Air Race over there at Ascot in the UK. A really, really uh, fantastic result. Matt didn't do so well in the previous round, but uh, he's really been uh, flying the Aussie flag high and proudly and and really getting some great results in this uh, Red Bull Air Race season. Uh, Once again, of course, he came second behind Britain's Paul Bonham. And uh, Paul Bonham is just a sensational pilot, a superb flyer, and uh, very, very hard to beat. So I've got a little grab that I uh, cut down to play last week of Matt in the uh, post-race press conference. This was the first race I actually decided when I make the final four, I'm going to take more risk to come first. Every other race, I've just been trying to get on the podium, uh, which was the objective. Uh, This time I wanted to win it, so I took a bit more risk, uh, which gave me a penalty. But that said, even without that penalty, Paul Paul would have just nipped me by by a little bit as well. Uh, I knew that I could come in the top two if it all went well for me, and um, that's what we've done. My turn will come to win a race, and uh, as an overall position in in the championship, it's a pretty strong position. If I'm within striking distance of, uh, of first place as we go into the last race, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be proud regardless of the result. And that audio thanks to the Red Bull Air Race content pool. 
Now, it's great to hear there that uh, Matt is uh, being such a good sport about stuff. And as you hear him saying there, even if he doesn't come first, he's still going to be proud of uh, the, you know some of the uh, achievements that they've had in this season, and well he should be. Uh, that aircraft is uh, really, really coming forward in leaps and bounds since the last season. They were really uh, struggling. I think a lot of the teams were actually struggling to get their aircraft right after the uh, four or five-year break that they had uh, between seasons. But uh, anyway, great to see the Red Bull Air Race back. And of course, uh, you know it's uh, heading back towards the US. The last two races will be in the US for the season. I was hoping to get across to Las Vegas, but I don't know that that's going to happen. Well, that's everything I've got for you on this week's Australia Desk. I note with great interest in the show notes that uh, Steve Tupper is on the show this week. Steve, a a big welcome to you. And I'm sure that Steve's been talking about uh, air shows and air show commentary. Now, of course, uh, Grant and I have been uh, following in Steve's footsteps somewhat uh, doing that ourselves. One interesting uh, facet of that that actually Steve passed on to us and something that we've included in our routine is what's known to most air show performers as the back page. And that is, of course, the uh, part of your notes that deals with uh, talking to the crowd in the event of an emergency and uh, interestingly enough uh, Grant and I actually had to use our back page in the last air show that we did some commentary on after a uh, minor incident Uh, fortunately the pilot walked away safe and sound from that one but uh, I do note with great interest that uh, with the uh, the tragedy that's just unfolded this week in the UK with that uh, that Hawker Hunter going down uh, at that air show there that uh, the air show commentators there uh, very quickly it seemed to me flicked to their back page and did a fantastic job of uh, keeping the crowd uh, in place and informed you know reassuring them that the emergency services were on their way to do what it is that they do best. Anyway, I'm sure that uh, Steve can elaborate on that um, in much greater detail if he hasn't already. So until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. We'll hope to have Grant back with me next week. We'll see you then. Cheers, folks.